Hallelujah. 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 What a powerful name. What a powerful name it is. Jesus. Hallelujah. What a powerful name he is. He reigns. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Death could not hold him. The cross could not hold him. The grave could not hold him. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. We welcome you to Grace Gospel. And as we transition into interpreting and, and we transition into the Word of God, I'm going to ask you to be seated just for a few minutes. I want to thank the sound booth. Bear with us as we are developing new leaders in the sound booth that are working with the equipment and learning it. So please bear with us as we are growing into this ministry again. Um, and uh, just pray for us that we will continue to do God's will. Um, I want to let you know that Friday night is a prayer night here at the church. Uh, you will have to register online to be here. Um, I feel like I had a prayer meeting I think it was two weeks ago now uh, with our with our worship team and our sound team uh, before this prayer meeting I feel like God is preparing the church for some great things to come and um, I want you to know our numbers have increased to 50% so uh, you will need to register if you're going to come to the come to grace gospel e either for prayer or for service Right now, we're still trying to do our best to uh, monitor all those that come. Uh, we want to stay compliant with the government for right now because how can I teach you to be obedient to the Word of God and I not be obedient to the law of the Lamb, which the Word of God says. So I'm trying to be uh, cautious of things that, are, uh, that will be coming. So I also want to let you know I have a missionary coming next Sunday. It's Reverend B.B. He's going to Spain, and we're going to have him speak in uh, Spanish, and he will interpret his message to us in English. And so um, God is doing great things. Amen. I, I, God laid something on my heart. Before I preach this message to you today, I need to make... If anything, I want to remind you of what God did in 2019. In 2019, God told me to preach to the church. Do you remember me saying that? Every message for one year was for the church, prepping the church to get ready. Little bit did I know why he was doing that is that the pandemic was coming in in 2020. But in January or December 31st going into January 1st, God revealed to me to say to the church that night, 
that there would be no longer preaching to the people that attend the church that you had, that the body had had one year to hear what thus saith the Lord and to get themselves ready for what was to come some has heeded some has not God told me not to preach to the church anymore he said preach to the lost so those that have fallen away have fallen away because they did not heed the word in 2019 those that call and want to tell you that your pastor, the shepherd, has not contacted them is because God said they had a year to get themselves ready. They had a year to hear what thus saith the Lord through the shepherd. So when they call you, just let them know you had one year in 2019 to 2020 to get your life ready for God. For what's about to come little bit that I know that the the pandemic would hit and the prophecy would be this it's going to get worse before it gets better but I will still be with you that's what he said he said I would still be with you oh it's going to look bad we're going to look around and not see who we once saw those that we thought were pillars are no longer pillars in the kingdom of God they have a form of godliness, but have no God in them. It's not that I don't long for them and I pray for them and I worry about them, but God gave them one year. My concern is how many saints lost. And I guess God knew that when he told me to preach that whole year to the church. So if you'd stand with me, in reverence of the Word of God today, I'm using one scripture. I want you to know Jesus is coming back. And He's wanting us to be ready. And those that need the Lord need to make their calling and election sure now. There's been warnings given. There's been uh, things that have been said. There's been advice given. There's been instruction given. And Jesus is still coming back for a people that have made themselves ready. In John 16, 33, the Bible says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. The Amplified says it like this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world and my conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding in Jesus' name. Let's just pray right now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for the Holy Ghost again. God, to flow, to move, to minister, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we pray for the harvest. We pray for the new church that's coming, oh God. The men and women that are rising up right now, God, that wants to be saved, that wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost, wants to walk with you in Jesus' name. We pray for the Holy Ghost to flow through me to minister your word. In Jesus' name, we pray. Ikorororomoshanda yadarabaha. 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And you may be seated. Now again, I will make this one time and one time only. I will say this is not to those that have underlying conditions of what I just said. That's it. My title today is How to Overcome the World. Many people thought they have overcome the world, but they have found themselves in a place of turmoil, a place of stress. The Bible reads it in another version in John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You see, Jesus overcame the world through his death. Amen. Paul says in Galatians 1.4, He gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Amen. John sums it up like this in 1 John 2, 15 through 17. He says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father... Let's read that again. 1 John 2.15, the Bible says, not Alan, not Pastor Alan, not Shepherd, not, not, in, not Bishop, but the Word of God said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Amen. This goes for people that have walked away from God. This goes for people sitting in the house of God. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse 16 says it like this, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eye and the pride of life is not of the Father, but uh, is of the world. Amen. And verse 17 says, and the world passes away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God will abide forever. We're going to make it to abide, to walk with God. We're going to have to walk through this thing. We're going to have to stay steadfast. Amen. We're going to have to continue to pray and seek the face of God. Amen. When it's time to pray, you need to be praying. You need to pray and read the Word of God day in and day out. We need to bind together with strands that cannot be broken. When you come to the house of God, I know the pandemic has shaken people's lives. It's shaken people's uh, thought process. It's brought fear in people's lives. And I don't say this to be callous at all. I think you need to be respectful of the virus. Amen? Not fearful of the virus, but respectful. Respectful means come on and clean your hand. Right? Sanitize your hand. Sanitize your hand. Wear your mask. Right? But if Jesus is in me, the Holy Ghost is in me, that I have repented of my sins, that I have been baptized in the lovely name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sin, filled with His Holy Spirit, that I ought to walk in the power and the glory of his name, knowing that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. If it does, I'm like Shadrach, 
Meshach, and Abednego. Though he not save me, though he not heal me, though he not protect me, I will still serve the Lord. Overcoming the world means overcoming sin, which is in the world, which is in the body. The Bible says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's because sometimes we get to a place, we get to the place that we don't heed the word. We don't heed the warning. Jesus is coming back for a people that have made themselves ready. Can we overcome the world like Jesus? Yes. I say yes. Through the Holy Ghost. God gives us the power. He gives it to us through, to overcome. In 1 John 4, 6, 4, 4 through 6, he says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I remember bowling with my sister. We would get up there and start challenging each other in bowling. Who was going to come out with higher scores? She always looked at me and said, Pastor, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. She was quoting scripture. Oh, yeah, we were playing. We were playing bowling, but she let me know real quick that as long as Jesus was in her, she was going to beat me in bowling, that she was not backing down. The Bible says that ye are God. Ye are of God, little children. You have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The only way that the world becomes greater in me is when I allow the world to become greater in me than Jesus in me. Amen. They are of the world. This is what he says. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world. And the world heareth them. But 6 says we are, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. I want to be of God because I want to hear what, man of, what a man and woman of God speaks into my life. Hear me. This is God's word. He said, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. But he that is in the world does not. But I, I just went back a, a scripture. But he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Here's what it says in the Amplified. Little children, believers, dear ones. Dear ones, you are of God and you belong to him and have already overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who is in you is greater than he being Satan who is in the world of sinful mankind. Verse 5 says, I can't read it that way, they who teach twisted doctrine That's funny. That was what some of the very emails that came to me when I preached. Narrow, wide is the gate to destruction and narrow is the way to life. That very day, an email came to me while I was standing here preaching to you. And I saw everything that was being said. But yet, God wanted me to keep preaching. Narrow is the way. Wide is the way to destruction. 
people did not see it because the world has become very focused on the pandemic and not the power of God. They're not walking after the ways of Jesus anymore. They're walking after the ways of the world. Freedom. They who teach twisted doctrine are of the world and belong to it. Therefore, they speak from the viewpoint of the world with its immoral freedom and baseless theories demanding compliance with their opinions and ridiculing the values of the upright and the gullible. One of the world listens closely and pays attention to them. We who teach God's word are from God, energized by the Holy Spirit, and whoever knows God through personal experience. Did you hear that? Having a relationship will hear with God. If you have a relationship with God, you're going to hear what thus saith the Lord. Listens to us and has a deeper understanding of Him. Whoever is not of God does not listen to us. By this we know without any doubt the spirit of truth motivated by God and the spirit of error motivated by Satan. I don't want to get twisted. I don't want to get lost. I don't want to fall around and follow after things that are not of God. Never seen a time when people walk away from truth and feel that everything else that's going out in the airways is okay to follow after. Even in today's society, people are listening to everything. They're, they're on Zoom things. They're, they're listening to podcasts on people that have nothing to lose when they talk into your life. I have found that, it, it, that if you have nothing, if you pay nothing, you put nothing in. You don't feel the loss. But when you put something into it, you invest in it. You feel the hurt. Yes, I felt the hurt when people left. Yes, it broke me for a little bit, but I have come to a place to realize God said, don't worry about them. You just keep preaching the gospel. You keep preaching the word of God. Your job is to lead. Your job is to guide. Your job is to warn. You can't force them to serve me. I want you to know there's power in God's word in Romans 1.16 and the Amplified says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation from his wrath and punishment to everyone who believes in Christ as Savior to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In Hebrews 4.12 it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and it of its joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Amplified says it like this, for the Word of God is living and active and full of power making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, the completeness of a person, and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions Mm, 
God is looking for people to make it into the kingdom of God. God is going to do a work in somebody. I've come to tell you that Jesus is alive and he is well. He's come to give life more abundantly to those that want him. Amen. To not those that just want to have a bit of it and then do whatever they want, but someone that wants to say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. In these last days, God's people are going to have to be able to stand up through it, whatever comes their way and say, yes, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm willing to take, a, take a, whatever torture comes my way. How do I overcome? I overcome by the knowledge of God's Word. I find that the problem is we listen to so many voices anymore. We don't listen to voices that are in the, that even are um, people that are worth listening to. Uh, but we listen to the radio. We listen to um, all these TV evangelists. We listen to um, friends friends that have nothing to lose they just want to take you down you know satan satan can paint himself up to look good satan paints himself up to look like he can dress it up looking good right i i can look like the child of god you want to see but inside my heart is dead so you can overcome by the word you want to find out what kind of people they are start getting into the word of god Get the knowledge of the Word of God in you. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 said, All Scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, not man's will, Conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately. Uh, let, me, let me say that again. I'm going to read It's scripture. It's not, not your pastor. It's just scripture, okay? It says, correction of error and restoration to obedience for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will and word, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. Verse 17 says, So that the man of God may be complete, proficient, outfitted, and thoroughly equipped for the good work. For the good work. Many of folk try to witness to people but they've lost it because they no longer have a good work. Because they no longer conform to the Word of God. They call it whatever, legalism and, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it. But it's God's Word. This is God's Word. This is not my Word. But faith will give you victory if you will allow God's Word to work in you. First John 5, 4 through 5 says, For whatsoever is born of God... O overcometh the world. Now it's possible to die after being born. I mean, we see that in the natural, right? If we see it in the natural, 
We know that at some point I'm going to die. However God chooses for me to go, I'm going to go. I, and I was, telling, I was telling a family member how blessed I feel. If he took me now, I have no regrets. You say, that's morbid, that's not nice, that's not right for you to say, uh, Pastor. You don't understand. When you, when you really realize that there is no way you could be where you are and have what you have if it were not for Jesus... That he gave me all this. I, I, and he takes me back. You know, I, I've talked to you about building memorials before God. Because you forget. The pandemic caused me to forget some things because I was so focused on trying to just preach to the world. I was preaching to the, to the lost. I'm preaching to the lost. I'm preaching. There was no one in the house of God. So in the midst of that storm of trying to preach during the pandemic, I got a little bit Sidetracked, lost, whatever you want to say. God took me back into the office. On the floor was the, the, the memorials that I built where he took drugs out of my life. There were, there, were, there were rocks that said he had taken alcohol out of my life. There were rocks that said that he had put my wife back into my life. There was rocks in there that said that he put my children back into my life. There was rocks in there that says he gave me grandchildren that I don't even deserve today. But it's because of the memorial that I built before God that he brought it back to me so that I can remember. The rocks that say I've received salvation through the power of God, through repentance of sin, baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Ha, man, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Let me read it to you in Amplified. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing Persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world. It is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. There needs to be a manifestation in yours and my faith as we walk with God. If we want to be saved, manifestation of our faith, and that is being born of God. John 3, 3 through 5 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hmm. This is God's word. Uh, how, many have, how many have your Bibles? Oh, I know we got a phone today with a Bible, but if you have your Bible here today, I want you to turn to John 3, 3. I want to make sure your Bible says the same thing mine because I, I don't want you to think I'm deceiving you. I'm not here to bring false doctrine from the platform. I'm here to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ. So here's the manifestation of our faith, and that is being born of God. The Bible says in John 3, 3-5, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says, hmm. He saith unto himself. And then he says to God, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Hmm. Good question, right? Good question. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, he answered him, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So now he's going, he's pondering these things. Well, you know, uh, everybody likes to say, well, you know, the, the breaking of the water, the birth is what that's talking about now. Let me take you to what he's talking about. You see, uh, what Jesus was referring to Nicodemus was in Acts 2, 37 through 47. He said, now when they had heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter. Now you're going to think that I have just twisted the scripture. But that's not what Jesus was saying when he said to Nicodemus, you're going to have to be born again. You've got to prepare yourself. There's going to have to be some repenting. There's going to have to be some things that you've got to get under the blood. Amen. There's going to be some things you've got to lay at the altar. Even if he or she does not follow you, you've got to lay them on the altar. Even if the, no matter what the situation is, you've got to lay it on the altar. Even if my father denies me and rejects me, I've got to lay it on the altar. Even if my father does not accept the word of God, even if my wife leaves me, I got a layer on the altar. I don't want nobody lost. I don't want nobody lost. But I've come to a place in my walk with God that I cannot take them into the kingdom of God on my, on my walk. Amen. Everybody got to have their own individual walk. I don't care how long your mama and your daddy been serving God. Uh, this man been serving God uh, for over, uh, help me, 70 60. So, Bishop been serving God for 62 years. My mother been serving God all her life, I think. But the bottom line is, no matter how much he's preached the gospel, no matter how many hours he's spent on his knees praying, no matter how many hours he's read the word of God, no matter how many hours he's preached the gospel, no matter how many hours he drove to the hospital, no matter what he's done, no matter how much the senior first lady has played that organ, sick, sang, played the accordion, I can't get into heaven on their walk. It's going to take my walk to get into the kingdom of God. It's going to take you to walk with Jesus. You're not going to get in on mom and dad. You're not going to get in on grandma and grandpa. You're not getting in on auntie and uncle. Nicodemus, what they were trying to tell Nicodemus, and same thing they told him on the day of Pentecost, after they had realized that they had martyred and destroyed and hung their Messiah up on a cross, they said, now, when they had heard this, they were pricked in their hearts. Here we go, back to the heart. The heart is an issue. The heart has to be prepared. 
Amen. And that's why the gospel and the word of God says that men's hearts will wax cold in these last days. That's why we see a drifting away. That's why we see people not listening to the word of God. That's why we see people not ready to receive Christ. Because he's let their heart. More now than ever, I, I, this is just me. This is just me. You all can do whatever you want. More now than ever, I'm praying, God, I want to protect this heart. God, I don't want this heart to wax cold. God, I don't want no hate to come into this heart. God, I don't want to have no, I don't want to have an ought against a brother. I don't want to have an ought against a sister. God, I want to have a heart that wants to roll out of bed and say, oh God, I thank you for that leg rolling out today. Oh God, I thank you for this leg rolling out of the bed today. Lord, I just thank you for letting me sit up in the bed. I want to thank you for letting me take that first step. I want to thank you for a mind that has it made up on you that I even thought to ask you and say thank you for letting the leg roll out of the bed. I want to thank you for letting me have a mind stayed on you. Let me get back to the scripture. So as they were pricked in the heart, everything, every day, you know what? I, I, I pray, God, don't let this heart. God, keep this heart. I, I, I find myself repenting more and more and more. I find myself asking God, God, protect me. Keep this mind, Lord God. Despite what's going on around me, keep me, Lord God. Help my mind to be stayed on you, Lord God, regardless of what's going on around me. And the reason I went there is I said, man, I want my children saved. I want my grandchildren saved. I want those that have walked away I don't want to see them. I don't want to be sitting in the balcony, as Brother Easter said one time, which really rocked my world. So it's made me be very faithful at witnessing to somebody. Because if, I, if, I, if the Lord allows me to make it to heaven, which I'm praying, he allows me. Because there's no truth in once saved, always saved. That's why it's so important to continue your walk with God, to continue to seek, seek God's face. It's why it's important to pray, why it's important to read the Word of God. That's why it's important that, you know, if you get lukewarm. Let me tell you something. You know why the Scripture says? <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. But he talked about the seven churches. And there was the Laodicean church that, that had gotten to the place. And he said, I wish that you were hot or cold. Not in the middle. He said, I want you to either be one way or the other. You can't walk into the kingdom of God trying to straddle the line. Mm. So I'm constantly going, God, don't let me be a Laodicean. Don't let me be like the Laodicean church. God, as soon as you see the spirit of Laodicean coming up on me, God, I don't care what you've got to do. If you've got to take something from me, take it. Don't let me be. Don't let me walk this walk and lose out with you. Hell is real and hot. So the Bible says that when they had realized that they had crucified their Messiah, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter, what is it that we must do? 
Men and brethren, what is it that we must do? Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39, this is where people get sidetracked, they get lost, they say, well, it was for their day, but here's what 39 says. Now, if you make me a promise, I'm going to hold you to that promise, because that's the generation I'm from. That's the generation I'm from. This man taught me that if he gave me his word, that was it. I didn't need no contract with him. I didn't need no blood. All I needed was what he had to say. So, God's word was given to us through the blood. It's a blood covenant. That's how these men were able to write the word of God. Through the death, burial, and resurrection. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. I think I said that. 39 says, For the promise is unto you. And then when, if you don't want to accept it or you want to say, No, it was for the day of Pentecost. So he goes on to say, And to your children. <laughs> And to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That means endless, endless promises. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And I, I said to somebody, and I say it again, there, if there ever was a time... And there really is never a time to walk away from God. Maybe five years ago you could have walked away and had a chance. But this is not the day and the hour to walk away from God. This is the day to start drawing nigh. Because your redemption draweth nigh. This is the day to start calling on the name of Jesus. Stop living the way you're living and get your life right with God. The Bible says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they gladly, listen, this is, where, this is how you know their heart was right. When your heart's right, this is what, what will happen. They, that, when they were gladly, then they were gladly, they received the word. What happened? They were baptized. The same day there were added unto them about 3,000 people. That's a heart thing. They were willing to receive the word. They followed the word. And more were added to the house of God. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. This is what I'm going to prophesy to the church. The new season that this church is in. This is a new season for this church. The new harvest that's coming. When they come and they're filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, they will flow into giftings. They will not be distracted. They'll be totally sold out for what is about to come. They will be disciple makers. They will be willing to sit down with someone and share the gospel despite COVID. They continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness in heart. They were not double-minded. Praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church. 
First Peter says this, First Peter 1 Peter 1.23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, with which liveth and abideth forever. First Peter 1 Peter 1.3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively people by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 3.21 says the, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So what is our object of faith? Jesus is our object of faith. Peter's what Peter says. He confesses. In Matthew 16, 15 through 16, he saith unto him, But when say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And if you know Jesus, you're going to be able to say he is the Son of God. I know who Jesus is. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. There is a persuasion. Many people have to be persuaded. John's persuasion was in John 20, 30 through 31. He says this, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in the book, but these were are written that ye might believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. I want to have life in Jesus Christ. How do you overcome? You overcome through the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. Here's what the world will show us as an alternative. Satan is the one who controls the world agenda. In 1 John 5:19, the Amplified reads it like this. Maybe I, could I ask you real quick to throw up King James? I'm sorry. I didn't put my timer on either, y'all. Hallelujah. I'm sorry to throw this to you all at the last minute. You see, God is doing something. I want you to understand that God is preparing the church, and he's preparing for a harvest. He's preparing, he's preparing us for what is to come. Amen. You know, we are in the last days. I don't say that to be threatening. I don't say that to scare you. You know, if you have read the Word of God, you would know we're in last days. So you don't even need your shepherd to stand up here and say we're in last days. The problem is, folks have gotten out of the Bible, and they no longer see what's going on. They think everything is normal again. They think everything is okay. And as I was young, I remember the days that I said, you know what, when, it, when I hear the trumpet, or if I see the cloud split first, to... I'm going to fall down and worship him and be saved. I don't know where that kind of, there was no scripture to back that up. But that's just, this, this is what the devil plants in your head, see. Young people don't understand that. Old people don't understand that. Middle-aged people don't understand that. They all just think, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to make it in the kingdom of God. I, I give my clothes to goodwill. I give my clothes to the homeless. I, give my, I do this and I do that. I give my offering to the church. I'm going to make it in the kingdom of God. 1 John 5, 19. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Here's what the Amplified says. Now I'm telling you what the, the devil controls the world. We know for a fact that we are of God. 
and that the whole world around us lies in the power of the evil one opposing God and his precepts. There is nothing that is good about Satan. He is the father of lies in John 8, 44. John 8, 44 says this. I'm going to read it. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. He is an adversary and a devourer. First Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He is a deceiver in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. You go, oh, not her. She couldn't, she couldn't be an angel of the dark. Oh, not him. He can't be no angel of the dark. You know, I told people when, when I was working with the hyphen group, I told them anything, if you're out after midnight, nothing good happens after midnight. Nothing happens good after midnight. And, and, and it, it didn't take a lot of wisdom for me to figure that one out. I mean, I was young before. Just because I'm 58, Bishop had to look at my head yesterday, and he said, man, you coloring your hair? I said, no, man. I said, if I could have it dark again, I'd love to have it dark again. But this is what, this is what shepherding does. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll be transparent. You know, I don't hide nothing from nobody. You know, she offered to die. I said, oh, no. I want everybody to see it. Because I want you to know, with this has come wisdom. I didn't just, I didn't just go to the hairdresser and die it like this. This came natural from what I've been living for Jesus. Amen. This comes from walking through the valley or the shadow of death. This comes from trying to make sure that the body of Christ is saved and makes it into the kingdom of God. This comes from getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning when God wakes you up and says, pray for the church. It comes when you send me emails that pop up on my phone when I'm preaching wide is the way to destruction and narrow is the gate to life. No one else hurts over it, but I hurt. He is the adversary, so you need to be sober. Maybe you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost yet, but you need to be sober. You need to diligently seek the power and the Holy Ghost. Amen. You need to be seeking like you never sought before. Amen. I, I can remember I was doing everything in my power to win my wife and my past of who I was kept popping up. That's the way the devil works. God was not a good guy. For all you ladies, you hear me when I say that. A lot of people come with a lot of silk tongue. A lot of men come with a silk tongue, but they're dirty in their background. Same way with, I was dirty in my background. I'm just None of you all were, that's good. 
But when you're seeking, when you're seeking for a spouse, you need to check out their full background. Huh? Because when you start digging, you can see some stuff. And though they have a, uh, you know, I had put on a facade because I wanted her bad. I wanted her bad. I wanted her, I wanted her. And I was willing to do whatever it took to get her, right? So I changed the way I looked. Her mother called me a little girl, had hair down my back. I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll get it cut up to at least shoulder length. Cut that hair up to shoulder length. She said, oh, here comes Tammy's little girlfriend. I said, Mrs. Smith, wait a minute. I cut it? She said, uh, you're still her little girlfriend. So I went back. My, my, my pastor always, dad always said, get your hair off your collar. Cut that, cut that hair off your collar. Cut that hair off your collar. So I cut it up to the collar. Thought, man, I've been making some drastic changes for this girl. <laughs> Mama making sure it looks right. So I, you know, I'm still calling and, you know, trying to get a date. Mama finally stopped calling me her little girlfriend. I said, I got one now. <laughs> I asked her out on a date, and she said, only if someone goes with us. When you get a girl that says, I'm not willing to go with you, hear me. When you get a girl that says, I'm not willing to go anywhere with you alone, you know you've got the right girl. I'm just saying. She said, oh, I know who you are. I already know what kind of person you are. The only way you get to take me out is you've got to take me out with somebody else. And I pick them, not you. I said, okay. That was a double date at that point. You know what I mean? That was a double date. And I did not want to have a third wheel in the car. But I'm trying to say this. What I'm trying to say is, is when you start to know, I had no idea God was setting things up. This was all prepared by God. He had already started. In my mess, he was starting to show me things. Even when I was not saved, he was beginning to lay my future out for me. And because I was willing, I don't even, I can't tell you, I, was, I just knew, and I don't know how I knew, but I knew this was the one. The very first time I brought her home out of the 25 girls I brought home, maybe more than that, just, that's the kind of person I was. Just, so all of you that are running around with guys, you better check their background. You ain't there first. I brought this one home. It was the first one they, they said, I like her. When I got their approval, I said, okay, it's on now. She said, you don't get nothing, nothing. This don't belong to you. Trying to be clean. I'm trying to keep it clean. G-rated. You don't get none of that. I said, okay. Two years. Two years. If you knew my past, you don't know. God does yes, amen, to her and to God. Let me tell you something. God was preparing. Even though I was not right, I was not ready, he already was laying out what my future would look like. 
I had no idea what my future was going to be. But he knew what my future was going to be. Some of you men and you ladies, you need to understand, God has a great future for you. And if you will be obedient, even in your non-Holy Ghost Spirit-filled life, God will set your future up. Because Satan is a deceiver. And no, and, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into the angel of light. And that's what exactly I tried to do with my wife. And it could not be done. It is possible for the world to overcome us if we are not careful. In 2 Peter 2, 19-21, while they, promise, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled, entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse. Listen, this is why this is not the time to walk away from God. This is not the time to sell your, your salvation, which would be your birthright, out now this is not the time because there it says the word of God says uh, that through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ they are again entangled therein and overcome the latter end is worse than the beginning you think it's bad serving God alone get somebody in there that is not a part of what God has in store for you and it'll be worse Verse 21 says this. I think that's where I'm going. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Not the time to turn away. This is what the New Living Translation says it like. They promise freedom, and I'm closing. They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption. For you are a slave to whatever controls you. Let the dark control you. Let the world control you. Verse 20 says, And when people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then get tangled up and enslaved by the sin again, they are worse off than before. It would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to have know it and then reject the command they had, were given to live a holy life. They proved the truth of this proverb. A dog returns to its vomit. And another says, a washed pig returns to the mud. You say, how is this preaching to the lost? Let me tell you something. The world needs Jesus today. I need Jesus today. Let me tell you about the results of overcoming that should give you, the, give you uh, motivation in Revelations 2.7. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of what? Life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Revelations 2.11 says this, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. 
He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. That's the rapture. Revelations 3, 5, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. That means that Sister Tyler, I've watched your walk with me. I watched the time that you've given me, and I watched the people that you've witnessed to. I've watched your commitment to the kingdom of God. I've watched your fervency and your desire. So I want to let you know. that you, well done, thy good and faithful servant. <laughs> Alan Reynolds, I've seen your dedication. I've seen your commitment Yes, you have preached what I've asked you to preach. But there's this one thing. Ha, koko shataya. There's one thing that I have against you. You haven't been as faithful at seeking my face. Yes, you were faithful to get up in the pulpit and preach to my people. Yes, you had enough ear, spiritual ear, to hear what I told you to preach. But there's this one thing you lack. But, but Jesus, wait a minute. I've done everything you said to do. I've given. I've listened to counsel. I've had spiritual guidance. Yes, you've had all that, but there's one thing I have against you. And I have to say this. Depart from me, for I know you're not. Stand with me. I want him to confess my name. I want him to confess that he knows me. I want to overcome and be clothed in white raiment. Revelation 3.21 says, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. I want to overcome. Even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in His throne. 
Revelations 2.17, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son and daughter. I know I added daughter, but I'm going to put that in there. Scripture says today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not next week. I know the devil has tried to affect our altar call. The devil has tried to affect our minds. How long has it been since you've, and you don't have to raise a hand, how long has it been since you've had the manifestation of the Holy Ghost? I mean, you could. This message is for everyone. This is to the lost. This is to those that have once had the Holy Ghost. But the pandemic. What I've seen in the pandemic, it was not only a pandemic of a virus. It's become a pandemic in our spiritual walk. Nobody wants to address the pandemic of where we are spiritually. And what I will tell you is, though you're in the house today. You could still be lost in the house. Though you're online today, you could be lost right where you are. Jesus said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. Jesus said, I, I'm the one that lives within you. Not the spirit of fear. I told someone yesterday. Actually, I told a couple people yesterday. In my conversation, I respect the virus, but I'm not fearful of the virus. It will not stop me from ministering, not stop me from witnessing, not stop me from praying for people. If he chooses this day to allow me to get the virus and not heal me, I am okay. You say, that's morbid. No. I want to, I know that my goal, and he knows that my goal has been to try to live the life that I need to live to make it into the kingdom of God. The question that I would ask you is where are you today? Will you overcome? Will you overcome in these last days? Whatever these last days are, will you overcome? Can I overcome because I am? I have repented. I am filled with the Holy Ghost and I have been baptized in Jesus' name. Will I overcome? If I've not done those three things, no, I will not overcome. If I have been filled with the Holy Ghost, I have been baptized and I've repented, but I have not spoken tongues again in a while, will I overcome? Uh, I'm not the judge, but what I will tell you for my own self, let me just be transparent with you. For me, if I don't keep my relationship with God and I don't continue to repent and I don't continue to try and strive to be renewed in the Holy Ghost day in and day out, I will not overcome. And that could be the very ought that Jesus would have against me to say, depart from me, for I know you're not. 
I don't have scripture to back it up and say, I don't have scripture to, to really back it up and say all that, but what I'm saying to you today is the further I'm away from Jesus, the more the world comes into my life. That's just being real with you today. I want my flesh. My flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong. I had to ask Aaron, my phone, uh, you know, I went out on YouTube and, you know, I wanted to watch our service over again. I like YouTube, put it on my, on my monitor at home. I had to ask Aaron how to put some safety features in my, my YouTube channel because every time you turned around, even on my Facebook line, I had to ask him because every time I turned around, it was something that would affect, would, would, that I used to deal with, right, in the flesh, women, right? I'm just going to be transparent with you. There was women, no clothes on hardly, right? And so I had to go, man, how does anybody go out and look at anything when you're bombarded by all this stuff? And I'm like, Aaron, I, got, I need help, man. I can't. This is going to affect my walk with God. This will take me back to where I once was. I will no longer be a child of God. Help me. Show me how to get this. He said, do this, do this, block it, block it, block it, block it. I started blocking them, and it took forever to block to where they stopped coming. You can block it once, but the devil will bring it right back before you. I found that if I'm not steady, consistent, mindful, the devil keeps bringing the garbage back before me that wants to take me back to where I came from, back under the bondage of this world and the sin of this world. This is the devil's world. And I got to walk in it with Jesus in me. And if I don't, if I don't find that spirit now, I won't make it. Now maybe y'all, maybe y'all are okay with watching stuff and stuff popping up and maybe you're okay with not speaking in tongues again. Maybe you're good with not being refreshed. Maybe you're good not even being filled with the Holy Ghost. But I've come to tell you that to make it into the kingdom of God, this is God's word. This is not pastor's word. This is God's word. Where are you? Will you overcome when the rapture comes? Will you make it into the kingdom of God? I'm opening the altar right now. Jesus. Will you make it? Will you overcome? Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I long for you in my life. I long for the Holy Ghost. I long for the Holy Ghost. I long for the Holy Ghost. I need you, Jesus. Testimony, every 
That's it, church. That's it. That's it. Jesus. Jesus. Awesome and power forever. 